Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Oh, where did the weekend go? Where did the weekend go? Live from Studio C. C, senor. A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound, and today, everybody... On a Monday, got a case of the Mondays. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. Maximum security. Wait, no, country house. It's the Kentucky Derby. The new new NFL now bringing the excitement of delays and tape reviews and controversy to the world of horse racing. So I didn't see the Kentucky Derby. I got an alert on my phone that some horse I'd never heard of had won. Then I got an alert on my phone like an hour later. It said... A different horse had won. What happened there? Well, the one horse kind of veered out and blocked some other horses and made them pull up, and uh, that was the horse that won. And you can't do that. So my question is... So they DQ'd him. Is this First time ever in the history of the race, Jack. Is this the sort of thing they would have caught before Super Slow-Mo? I mean, would this was this something that would have happened any year? Mm, well... Because I thought, oh my God, are we to where they are with baseball? And as you mentioned, the NFL and NBA now to where... You got super slow-mo repeats and nine people gather around a camera and you can find a problem with every call that ever happens that yeah. you couldn't have found before. I don't think so. Okay. I No, because it was, I mean, it was, I don't know about horse racing. I mean, I got to trust the guys on TV who are talking about it. I think it has more to do with, I don't know, maybe the clarity of the, the video, possibly, but um, certainly they probably wouldn't have caught it in the 30s, right? Oh, correct. Yeah, absolutely true. I mean, that is people in the stands weren't how he bumped him. Right. It wasn't that obvious. No, no, no. So it is a little bit toward where we are, like with the NBA, where you can go back and say he got that call wrong. Yes. So would have any other human being on Earth Mm -hmm. with our normal brains and eyesight. Right. So what are you supposed to do? Right. Um, Interesting. Yeah. it's, It's yeah. I can't believe that's the first time. Maybe it's we become more legalistic as a society or something. I can't believe it's the first time that's ever happened. Because if you watch horse racing at all, and I've watched probably more than most people, not a lot, but... I've seen three. Have you seen more than that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's there's sometimes the horses, they, they you know, they don't they zigzag a little bit. You know, they got took a bad step and they jostle a little bit. You, you know, I, I'm in favor of everything goes. Let's not make it so picky. Let them play. That's what I say. You want the horses to, you know, like veering into each other to knock each other down intentionally. 
jockeys whipping each other. I'm fine with all that. Yeah, whip the horse. Heck, I'm going to whip him. Right. More, <laughs> more Game of Thrones and less panty waste. Pony prancing. Let's get rid of those riding crops. Let's bring in some morning stars, huh? Let's get a real race exactly. going. Why don't you put a skirt on those jockeys if you're going to treat it like this? Right. Let them run. <laughs> Let them scrum. <laughs> I'll tell you what I think the general manager is of the day, and I won't explain it here and take up all our time. <laughs> if not you, who? 17% is our general manager. Yes. 17% is our general manager. And we'll get deep into the polls on this, but 17%. That's the percentage of America that thinks they should impeach Donald Trump. 17%. Ooh. If you include everybody. And it's only 28% of registered Democrats. Wow. It's, it's barely more than one. In, so why is it the topic all day long on your cable news channels and your Sunday shows? They ask every candidate, every politician, everybody about impeachment. Nobody's asking for it. The leader of the House says no. You're you're driving this story. Right. The Throw only the reason newspapers in there, too. The only reason it's still a story, it's being driven by the out of touch with America media who's making them talk about it. Isn't that something? 17% of America wants to impeach the president. That's amazing. I'll bet it was 17% under Barack Obama. (laughs) Could have been. Yeah. Could have been. Because that's, I mean, that is the lunatic friend. Exactly. There's always that many people who think, oh, yeah, he's going to invade Texas and Benghazi and whatever. Right, right. Um, So I'll bet it wasn't that much lower under Obama. 17%. Big freaking deal. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, more. The distorted lens of the American media. No kidding. More on those uh, polls coming up later, the NBC Wall Street Journal poll. I thought that was astounding. Let's in- introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, who used to be a jockey himself. You, you went and talk about that enough. <laughs> How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing great. Uh, yesterday, I went shopping. I had to get some produce, and uh, they had just pulled produce out, so it was nice and fresh, and the produce guy Produce. Just- I never use that term. You say, honey, we're out of produce. Let's go to the store. Yeah, you know, <laughs> fruits and vegetables. That, I know what it is. I stuff. just never use that term. Anyhow... Um, so it, the stuff is cold and fresh, and the guy's putting it down, and, and I, you know, grab it. And I look at him. I go, "All right, fresh produce." And the guy's all, "Yep." He looks right at me with a big old smile. He goes, "From the farm to my hands to your mouth." <laughs> <laughs> wow. But he was so proud of it, and it was just like, <laughs> "From the farm to my hands to your mouth." Yeah, yeah. it just didn't seem quite right. You know, when you say it like that, dude, it, it's just it, not as not, yeah. It where's the packaged appealing. goods? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks for reminding me to wash this stuff. <laughs> So. There is that. That reminds me of a funny joke that uh, Dimitri, whatever his name is, uh, ended his routine on Netflix about. But it was how um, his wife ordered toast at a restaurant. They were on vacation. It was in the Tahoe area, and uh, her, her toast didn't come. And so they mentioned to the waiter um, she didn't get her toast. And then so that they look across the room and they see this guy walking out with a piece of toast in his hand. Oh, boy. And he walks from the kitchen over to over to the table and sets a piece of toast on the plate. And they're both just so ooged out about that. <laughs> but then he said, what do I think happens back in the kitchen? Do I think a guy doesn't grab the toast and put it on a plate? Right. So really, what's the difference between that and he carries it out here in his hands and puts it on the right. plate? It's, uh, no, it's no different. It's, what, yet. Come it's, on. No, it's no different whatsoever. Oh, Really? What do we think there's some sort of magical, the toast flies up in the air and you catch it on the plate? <laughs> Wait, no, somebody grabs it and puts it on the plate. What if you, the guy walked out with your steak in his hand? He's just carrying it. It's kind of dripping a little at the juice. He's got his Puts other hand the catching the juice yeah. below it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, here you go. Slap. <laughs>
don't know about with steak, but certainly with a piece of toast, that is very true. How far are you willing to go? Mashed potatoes? He just reaches into the bag, scoops it out. It's in his hand. Slap on your plate. There is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. We had episode four of Game of Thrones uh, yesterday, and we had a bit of a, a continuity whoopsie-daisy. Uh, and let me please present to the court Exhibit A. Yeah, I, I, I promise that. you this is not Photoshopped. <laughs> You'll see that is a Starbucks cup mm. right there on yeah, the on it. the the Thanks. battle table of uh, of of Winterfell. Uh, they they are having some sort of feast and celebration. They and there seems to be a, well, look, a, it's a production long assistance day, long cup. night. The Khaleesi needed a <laughs> shot of caffeine, so they have grande Starbucks back in the medieval sort of fantasy land. Yeah, apparently Starbucks is is involved in the Game of Thrones expanded universe. Uh, Ye I, old Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, old coffee shop. H o p p e. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Very little has changed. So um, if you go onto Twitter today and you find it unusable, it's largely, most likely because of that. Yeah. How much trouble is somebody in, probably? A lot? Yeah, the show's over last season where they can do not bring them back. Yeah, no kidding. Really? Fire everybody? Please. <laughs> There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, i got to tell you, allergies have been doing a number on me. Eyes yeah. watering, breathing labored, and hey, speaking of labor... The event the world has been waiting for, Prince Harry's wife, Meghan Markle, is reportedly in labor with wow. their first child. You know, wow. the Today Show, we have all those shows up on yeah. TV every morning. The Today Show does like an hour on the Royal Baby Watch every day. Yeah. I just think they, they, they must have some polling that shows there's an audience for that. Well, I don't know. I think it says something about their audience. This, this might be an occasion for us to reach out to the Armstrong and Getty uh, exclusive British reporter Nigel Rotund <laughs> oh, boy. for his latest oh, yeah. update at some point. He, he well, has been seen haunting Buckingham Palace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Royal baby watch. I'm surprised can, we're not doing live coverage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> see if we can wake up Nigel. I'm surprised we came to work today so we couldn't all be at home with our loved ones as the royal baby is born. Because <laughs> if it's a boy, it could someday be king. <laughs> he for folk this is radio he made a kingly gesture yes, that did. was very funny yes uh i'm jack armstrong he's joe getty on this it is monday may 6th the year 2019 we're armstrong and getty and we approve of this program all right here we are coming around the turn heading for home uh, precisely according to fcc rules and regs at mark but just to sum up the state of our country right now our president is hearing smiles <laughs> Congress is talking to chickens, and the thing people seem angriest about is that Sonic the Hedgehog has human teeth. Now, I don't know Sonic the Hedgehog. What is Sonic the Hedgehog? Sonic the Hedgehog is a video game character from the Sega uh, video game company. Uh, it was essentially their version of Mario. He was kind of their flagship. Okay. And he has human teeth, it would appear. Uh, he has a new movie coming out where he has been kind of, it's a live action thing where it's okay, kind of a gotcha. live action puppet, and, and the, the fandoms are, are much much uh, up in arms about the the human teeth that he seems to possess. <laughs> well, so much so that the director has responded and says, hey, guys, we heard you. We're going to re-render the, the character. People have too much free time. Because they don't have kids. If you don't have kids, this is what you worry about. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? A uh, U.S. military strike group heading to the Middle East to send a message to Iran. Or oh. to distract from the bar report. Oh, shut up. It's that one. Trump's... Tariff threat may have stalled out trade talks with China, sending the markets into turmoil. And we got the twin calls from the Kentucky Derby debacle. Awesome. How's mailbag look? Oh, fine and dandy. We have the weekly shower thoughts. Start off the week on a contemplative oh, note. It's going to be huge all next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
So we're sending a carrier group to the Middle East? That's what um, I hear. <clears throat> What's that all about? we got to talk to somebody smart about that. Yeah, well. It's, and it's, uh, there's some messaging going to Iran. So, uh, well, it's a response to some of their messaging. We'll we'll get to that. Marshall has got that coming up in his news. Uh, the uh, two big guys are 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 chesting each other. They're going toward each other now. Fists are clenched. The big guys are us and Iran. That is correct. Okay, mailbag. Freedom, love, and quote of the day from Dwight D. Eisenhower, <clears throat> Supreme Commander of the Allied Forces. Don't you know? Beat back the Nazis. <clears throat> Don't join the book burners. Don't think you're going to conceal faults by concealing evidence that they ever existed. Don't be afraid to go in your library and read every book. There you go. I like that. Way to go, Dwight. <clears throat> Everybody talks about the uh, military-industrial complex quote from old Dwight D., but they don't really think about it. You don't see it discussed much. My mom met President Eisenhower in the White House. That's the fantastic. only person in our family that has ever met a president while president. Mm. She won an essay contest. Oh, really? Everybody from every state got to go, and she won it for South Dakota. She shake hands with the president. Which Abilene, would be cool when you're Abilene, Kansas is hometown. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm enjoying your show. Sincerely, Nate. <clears throat> That's nice. And he kept it brief. I like that. It's the solo wit, brevity. Your weekly shower thoughts is compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. Getting a song stuck in your head wouldn't be so bad if it was the full song instead of 10 seconds on a loop. That's true. You had an entire song stuck in your head? Does this happen to everyone or just me? I assume it happens to everyone. But when I get a song stuck in my head, if I think for a second, there's a reason. It's almost always the lyrics are about what's going on or I'm thinking about in my life right at that moment. Does that happen to anybody else? I've never noticed that before. Really? I'd never noticed it until a couple of years ago, and I wonder if it's been happening my whole life. I'd be kind of singing a tune, whatever you want to come, and then I'll realize, oh, that's right. I'm really stressed out about blank, and this song is about blank. Always. Huh. I've never noticed that. It's not that random that the song is in my head. Now, sometimes I can hear a song on the radio, and as I walk into the house, it sticks in my head. But... Right. That's usually it for me. I'll have to I'll try to observe that in the so future. So it's your subconscious screaming to you something. Yeah. If Leonardo da Vinci were alive today, the Mona Lisa would have gotten about 44 likes on social media before being buried forever on the Internet. (laughs) A McDonald's on Mars will be open 25 hours a day, 687 days a year. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. You know, they don't know why the moon's there. There's a big guy. I read a better article about that over the weekend. They got a new theory, but they don't know where the moon came from. Do we have to know why it's there? Probably not. Uh, When you're young, the doorbell ringing was an exciting event. Who could it be? Maybe a friend from school. As an adult, it is probably the most tiny, clenching, anxiety-inducing event to happen on any given day. It's almost never a good thing. Right, no kidding. Uh, and then finally this, we all know how to count to one billion, but none of us has actually done it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I love this. Uh, let's see. It's uh, Ray. My blended family consists of myself and my daughter, both uh, Caucasian, my wife, Peruvian, and two kids, Peruvian-American. The three kids, all young teens, make jokes about how everything is racist. I don't eat black beans, says kid one. That's racist, says kid two. It goes on all the time and is pretty damn funny. The term means nothing to them because they hardly ever see real racism, but are told constantly that everything is racist. They know the difference, luckily, is most kids, I think. Hopefully college won't rob them of their wisdom. That's interesting. Yeah. I've heard that from my kids, too. Um, 
they're hip to the fact that it's just thrown away with that term is thrown around rather uh, about everything. Aren't you aren't you racist if you are non-Hispanic and you drink uh, tequila or Oh yeah. Dos Equis yesterday. If you do had tacos. Anything. Cultural appropriation. Right. For Cinco de Mayo, yeah, it's it's terrible. It's racist. Um, not all that is racial is racist. Old man Fred is mad. I was robbed. I put a chunk of money on social on maximum security in the derby. But suddenly horse racing adopted instant replay in the tradition of the NFL. It took twenty minutes and the winner was changed. Uh yeah. Amen to that. Way if, to take the fun out of sports instant replay. If I cashed my ticket in the 20 minutes it took them to figure it out, Oh, what happens? Uh, I, I, that's a good question. They announced immediately, hold all tickets. Okay. Because there was a, the, well, the jockeys, they got a jockey phone. Maybe they're it's at, a tiny little phone. Maybe they're at the racetrack, but how about in Vegas? Yeah, I don't know that. Or, it, or tracks it, around America, you can do off-track betting. Mm-hmm. There was, I would imagine there were some percentage of tickets that were cashed before and, that. And Unless there's, there may be safety nets already in place where well, you can't pay I, they out have until to 10 certify the result, I know, at the track. And I have a feeling the other tracks where you can better hip to that. Right, right. I have a feeling Vegas hasn't overlooked that. Because it's the first time a horse has been DQ'd in the Derby, but horses get DQ'd all the time. Turns out to be two guys in a horse suit. <laughs> For instance, that happens sometimes. Um, they wouldn't be faster, though, would they? That would be amazing if they that, won a horse race. <laughs> well, yes, that's, that's they an should, odd. They should win. That's an odd strategy. More to come. More mailbag throughout the show. Including, why did we send a carrier group to the Middle East? That is coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Oof. Armstrong and Getty. So I'm looking up at the cable news. <clears throat> Who will watch the watchers? Me. I will watch the watchers. Um. All right. So MSNBC is going with a stock slide, which uh, Marshall's about to talk to you about, which if you listen to our program, we have expert after expert on saying hourly and daily ups and downs of the stock market don't mean anything to you, but cable news acts like they do. Then over on Fox, they got Michael Cohen heading into prison today. Oh, yeah. So they got video of him walking into uh, what Forbes once called one of the ten cushiest prisons in yeah. America. Really? Yeah. It's m- medium security, Jack. Yeah. You ha- you do have to mow lawns or do laundry or stuff all day long every day. Mm. But uh, you're, you're, living you busy. In, you're living in a dorm and they make you mow the lawn. That's pretty much what it is. Food is supposed to be excellent. You I don't love living in a dorm, but it doesn't sound well, no, too bad. And you, you're away from his family and all that. That sure. would suck, but it's yeah. not like... One of your MSNBC prison shows on the no. weekend. Give me a tray of crap through a little slot in your cell. Here's your chow. Well, I'm not so worried about the food so much as the oh, sodomy. <laughs> the fighting for my life. It's right. not going to be any of that. Which there shouldn't. it shouldn't be that way anywhere. But mm. but yeah, it doesn't look that unpleasant. It'd just be mildly unpleasant. <laughs> yep. And you'd get used to it after a week or two. Let's get uh. the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, a warning for Iran. White House National Security Advisor John Bolton says the U.S. is deploying an aircraft carrier and a bomber task force to the Middle East. Bolton said it was being done in response to, quote, a number of troubling and escalating indications and warnings. I only throw this out because I heard it on MSNBC this morning. I didn't. uh, It never even crossed my mind. But they were talking on Morning Joe as if it's obvious that Trump is doing this to distract from Mueller, Uh which 
the Mueller thing's been going on for two years. So at what point that. is doing anything not or is distracting for Mueller? It's like you're playing a card game where there's a card you can play anytime at any point. And that's the, this is just happening to cover for a blank card. Because there's always something happening. Well, and this is the yeah. best. So it can never be confirmed nor denied. And this is, according to a lot of people, the best period for Trump in the whole Mueller thing. It came out. Right. He's, you know. No all, collusion. Nobody's talking impeachment. Nobody really is. So The economy's rocking. Why distract now if you were going to distract? Bolton going on to say the United States is not seeking war with the Iranian regime, but we are fully prepared to respond to any attack, whether by proxy, the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, or regular Iranian forces. Was there any particular event that uh, caused us to do this? Has it got anything to do with Israel? And I'm trying to figure this out, because on the one hand, they say... Uh, an American a military official, uh, military analysts were not tracking any new, imminent, or clearly defined Iranian or Iranian-backed threats against anybody we care about. On the other hand, uh, they're saying uh, there have been escalating rounds of fatal violence between Hamas and Gaza, Israel. Um, Iran is providing financing. I think we just want to get closer to them, get a, project a little power. When I first heard the story, when yeah. I first heard the sentence, we're sending an aircraft carrier to, I thought Venezuela. Because Lindsey Graham complained over the weekend, how come everybody in the world has, you know, uh, military presence there but us? How come we haven't sent an aircraft carrier there? Mm. I thought that's where it was going. Nope, going to the Middle East. Markets in disarray today. China's government says a team, though, is preparing to travel to the U.S. for trade talks despite President Trump's latest tariff threat. A spokesman said Beijing is trying to get more information following Trump's announcement he might impose 25% tariffs on more Chinese imports by Friday in the continued fight over technology policies. That caused the global financial markets to plunge and raises suggestions Beijing might pull out of the talks altogether that are planned for later this week. Meanwhile, I think that's highly unlikely. U.S. markets are just opening up, so let's get a one-word market update from Positive Sean. Oh, the markets are plunging. Plunging oh, is whoa. our one word. Whoa, wait a minute. Plunging. Wait a minute. We, all right, that's twice the P word has come up. Plunging. We need to have a, a definition of plunge. If it, it plunges 300 points, Dow's off 400 total points. 400 points, plunge. 400 points. It's a plunge. All three major indices down more than a percent, Joe. That's a plunge. Yes. I, okay, indices. more than a percent's a plunge. On the Run other hand, for the hills. they bounced back to the 360 to 370 down Eat level. Eat your co-workers. So. I can't believe you're all talking about this. Eat your co-workers. Oh, God. Oh, Where the hell God. did that come from? You know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, I'm an old uh, chieftain or something, and and I tell my advisor, look, let me know how the uh, the herd of impala that we eat is doing, all right? right. And the, 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 the guy, my assistant, he used to say, all right, the herd's on the move, sir. I think, okay, the herd's on the move. The herd is uh, stopped, sir. Now he shouts at me every five seconds. The herd has moved and it's to the left. The herd is standing still. No, now they're, they're looking at each other. Sir, the herd is... I mean, stop it. Stop it. We'll all be fine. And it certainly was a first for the Kentucky Derby when the first horse to cross the finish line. Maximum security wins the Kentucky Derby! 
Well, he didn't actually win. It they discovered out. a fifth leg on him and disqualified him. For the first time in the history of the Kentucky Derby, the horse that crossed the line first has been disqualified. After the objection, Country House wins the Kentucky Derby. I can always tell a dishonest horse when I see one. And as soon as I saw that one, I knew that horse was up to no good. San Diego. So were they still on the air when this happened, or did they? Did, was the show still on TV? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They went through. They drag it out for 20, so long. <laughs> Twenty-three minutes of checking the videos, checking the videos. You know, close-ups of the owners in agony. San Diego-based owner Gary West, by the way, says he's going to appeal the disqualification of his horse, Maximum Security. Again, it crossed the finish line first in the Derby, but was again disqualified. What's the point of the race? Get around the fastest. Who got around the fastest? Me. Who crossed the finish line first? Me. We all saw who won the race. It was me. (laughs) That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty show, The Conscience of the Nation. So now even horse racing is ruined. Everything's ruined. Bunny racing now. Look at them. Oh, the one horse bumped the other horse. It was so rude. I mean, come on. Come on. Are we America? They're thousand pound behemoths thundering around the track. I hope that's the argument the owner makes on his appeal. Come on! I thought this was America. Right? Why don't you just put skirts on the horses? That's what he'll shout. Yeah, we're gonna put high heels on the horses next. Is that what's happening next? Uh, Sir, they wouldn't be able to run nearly as. It's a metaphor. (laughs) It's a sexist metaphor. I'm making a sexist misogynist metaphor. Now stand back! <laughs> uh, I haven't heard any hardcore experts say, oh, no, that was a bad call. But uh, maybe I just missed them. But I don't care. <laughs> neither n- neither yeah. do I. Um, <laughs> Whatever. Inside some of the poll numbers, which should make anyone stop talking about the I-word oh, from here on out, if you look at the poll numbers. No more impeachment talk after you hear these poll numbers, all right? All right, media, <laughs> stop asking anybody. You know what? After a quick break. One more horse racing note that is as disturbing as it is hilarious. All right. All right. Oh, boy. That's next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Saturday Night Live, which I thought was a pretty good episode with Adam Sandler back. Made me laugh out loud several times. Did you see the Sandler family reunion? That was hilarious. Mm. That was hilarious. If you know Adam Sandler movies. (laughs) Turns out everyone in his extended family talks the way he does. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up! They all talk that way all the time. Um... Uh, But anyway, so Kate McKinnon did another one of her wacky characters. She is odd in the way that she becomes people. Her face takes on different shapes or something. She looks like whoever she's doing. She's one of the best ever. It's weird, though. Either sex, any era. Why does her... Why does she become... She is uh, Joe Scarborough's wife. Mika, Mika Brzezinski. She's Mika Brzezinski when she's doing her Mika. Yeah. Then yeah. she's Angela Merkel. And in this case, she's Elizabeth Warren. Do you think that your proposals are going to help set you apart from some of these other candidates? Yeah, I sure do hope so. Look, 
Colin, I mean, what a freaking clown car I found myself in, right? I'm over here working round the clock to give you free college, but oh, look in there, Beto O'Dork did parkour in a Starbucks. Wow. Whoops, I just figured out universal pre-K, but what's that over there? Mayor Pete Bajudget Judy Jutes playing piano and speaking fluent Klingon. Look, I know. As a Democrat, I'm not supposed to say this, but speak English. Frick. <laughs> She's unhappy with the other candidates and the coverage they're getting. So it's is her point. Um, so I <laughs> uh, got some poll numbers on that for you a little bit later. And we might talk to one of our correspondents that's bouncing around Iowa, following old Biden and Bernie around. Biden said a couple of wacky oh, things over the weekend. Man. That yeah. we should have to get to, including one that got a four Pinocchio from the Washington Post. Oh, really? Yeah. I missed that. I heard him say they're bringing back Jim Crow laws. But uh, Pretty insane. Come on. But so... On the cable news channels, particularly your CNN and your MSNBC, they talk about impeachment all the time. I mean, it's the only topic. Like, if you watch Chris Matthews, it's a whole hour of impeachment talk. And every candidate's asked where they stand on it and all that sort of stuff. You'd think you'd get the sense that it's a big part of the national political conversation. Mm -hmm. Well, the Wall Street Journal NBC poll that came out over the weekend, only 17% of Americans say there's enough, enough evidence to impeach the president, to begin impeachment hearings. 17%. That's that's practically nobody. It's only 28% of registered Democrats. Wow, barely a quarter. So it's hmm. le- it's less than a third of, of the party that hates Trump so much. Right. They're willing to go with an 80-year-old white guy to try to beat him that, that think that. Now, some people are making now to spread it across the other parties, so it's 28% of registered Democrats. It's only 19% of Republic, uh, independents, 19% of independents, 3% of Republicans. Mm. That's how you end up with a number of 17. But, man, with 17% of people wanting something, that shouldn't be the topic of face the nation and meet the press and every cable news show and every interview with every candidate. Unless you have a reasonable belief that it's growing. I don't think it is. What percentage of Democrats think that you should continue investigating to see if there's enough evidence? Half. It's only half of Democrats that even wow. want to continue investigating. Now, the, the cable shows we're looking at the other way. Half of Democrats want to continue, but, but so we need to... Shouldn't it be a lot higher than that among the party that hates Trump so much? Only half even want to continue looking at it. You'd think out of sheer laziness, they'd think, well, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to go after the guy or not go after him, yeah, I say go after him. About what now? Sure. Uh, the, the That's he- amazing. The headline, according to the Wall Street Journal, out of this was uh, not innocent, not guilty, no consensus. The Mueller report has not changed Americans' minds about Trump and Russia. And they look at the numbers before the Mueller report came out and after, and they are almost exactly the same. Even within the, the not even just within the margin of error, like 28% to 28%, this and that. Nobody changed their mind. Everybody's wow. view of Trump was exactly the same before the Mueller report as it was now. If you, <laughs> you know, hated him then, you hate him now. If you liked him then, you like him now. It hasn't moved a bit. I guessed that it would be substantially the same, unless it was a real blockbuster. But as if it never happened, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. That's beautiful. That's how baked in our opinions are. That's a, that's, it's a punchline, though. It's a punchline to the joke that our times have become with the overwrought media and the, the fever pitch of everything. Mr. and Mrs. America and a little America Jr. have more to worry about than this garbage. Mm. So I'm I'm glad. Now, I cannot independently verify what I'm about to tell you. 
I'm going to work to do that. Are there more poll numbers? Okay. I'm going to work to Not do that. Not that we need to get to now, no. Um, but this is, a, this is a claim from Steve, who uh, seems like a steady rolling fella. He doesn't seem, uh, well, he knows how to put Joe, together Joe, we have breaking something. news. Uh-oh. Breaking news. Well, go ahead. This is, this is definitely donkey worthy. <laughs> Meghan Markle has given birth to a baby boy. Who may someday be king. <laughs> he did the kingly gesture thing again. Yeah, I liked it when you were forceful earlier. He may someday be king. That was good. Because royal, royal baby watch is a big yes. deal, apparently. Yes. It's a boy. It, you know, it's funny. So he doesn't have to be head Meghan Markle. For giving him girls, which right. is the sort of thing his family has done in the past. Yeah. He'd probably give her one more shot. Maybe put her in prison for a while. Right. Impregnate her again. N- let her girl. know how serious he is. Then behead her. Exactly. That's just that's just a good relationship. Henry You VIII? don't behead her right away. You throw her in a dungeon for a while so yes. she can think about it. Yes, Henry VIII beheaded a wife or two over that. Give me a girl. Off with your head. She's probably thinking, fine, I, I get to keep my head. That's what Meghan Markle's thinking as she lays there in the... Uh, Nursing room. You know, it was a bit of a milestone uh, for my beautiful wife and I last night. We watched uh, Game of Thrones uh, live as it aired because we finally caught up. caught up. Yeah, nice. Just in time for the end of the season, and uh, and it, it so was, you started what just like a month ago? Nah, it's a little more than that, but not a eh, six weeks maybe. A couple months, yeah. Yeah, it seems like it. Anyway, uh, I said to her at the end of it, you know, I'm really enjoying this, but it constantly reminds me how absolutely stupid, maybe the stupidest thing ever, the idea of hereditary rulers are. Yeah. Turns out some some guy comes wandering out of the woods, and they say, you know, turns out he's the bastard son of somebody. Oh, he has a higher claim to the throne. And then all of a sudden, people start slaughtering each other again. Could there be anything dumber? They still do, it in a lot of, still do it in a lot of countries. Well, in the words of the great Johnny Rotten, God save the queen. Uh, we love our queen because tourists are money. Uh, let's see. Uh, so Steve claims, back to Steve's email, uh, just before the Kentucky Derby race, because that's that's like one of quite a few races der- that day. At that track? Uh, at the track, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, you run a bunch of races. Um, the Old Forester Turf Classic is like the undercard on a fight night. During that race, won by brick and mortar, uh, jockey Manny Franco, who is above... That's the name of a horse, or is that a horse you can buy at a local store instead of online? What? Brick and mortar? <laughs> no, that's the name of the horse. That's the name of the horse. Okay. Yes, that's not where they got him. It's not a race where all the horses have to be bought at a local stable. I wish you'd be quiet. <laughs> We have a boy king! He could be king! <laughs> Come on, Michael! Come on! All right. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Where was I? I ah, know. yes. So, apparently, uh, the jockey was aboard the horse uh, Markitoff, who led for the first half of the race. He lost his riding crop, with which it's the little whip thing, with which you gently urge the horse... Would it be convenient to run a tad faster? His Just beating a, his beating wand fell out of his hand. Right, exactly. His tiny little hand. Hey, my beating wand. It's in the final. Jack, you're not going to like this. All right. He's uh, raising it to uh, to urge the horse forward in the final quarter mile. <laughs> this is. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because it's terrible. He spends the final stretch of the race <laughs> punching the horse in the head to get it to speed up. Wow. According well, to Steve. Now, I've, I've sought out the video. I think I'm about to watch it. 
Uh, that that's not cool. I'm pretty surprised that horse racing still exists. And well, I'm not and, arguing to get rid of it. It's just in the modern <laughs> world, you're whipping the horse the way they're treated afterwards. You know, a certain number of them die during the races. Yeah. I'm just surprised it still exists. Well, and Steve, very dryly, points out the horse continues to drop back in the pack, probably confused by the jockey's tactic. Why are you punching Who the him? hell would think that would make the horse run faster? Well, you beat him with a stick. Yeah, but punching him in the head is different. I mean, a little... A little uh, crop to the hiney urges him forward. It's a question of geography, you know? It's is the, that what You know what they call it, Jack? The sport of kings. The sport of kings, Michael! <laughs> kings, we have a new oh, pretender right. to the third. He's a dolphin or third in line or I don't know. What could be stupider? <laughs> Nothing. God. Nothing could hardly be stupider. Kings and queens, please. So... We're seeking out expert uh, commentary on the whole sending the carrier group to Iran thing. I think it's just part of the whole ratcheting up tension, applying pressure, enforcing the oil embargo, uh, declaring the Revolutionary Guard uh, terrorist outfit. And, and Bolton has said, any of you, any of your proxies, any of your buddies who we know you finance takes a shot at the U.S., we consider that a shot directly from you. So the old uh, Abe Lincoln and its uh, accompanying vessels are sailing in that direction to, uh, you know, carry out that threat if need be. Yeah, we need to talk to somebody about that. And you got the war in Yemen going on, and Saudi Arabia is pretty happy about us being in the area. I don't know, but I heard our European allies are not happy. I don't know. We'll need to ask somebody about that. It's too much unhappiness, Jack. What with the royal baby being born. More on that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.